Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Oh, sit here. Thank you. Hey, I saw you give up your seat for the woman with the oxygen tank. Another way to show her your good side? Donate at Griffles Plasma, because she also relies on plasma-based medicines. Find a center at grifflesplasma.com. You can receive up to $800 this month. This is a production of ITM Media. Yes, uh, an interesting full week in the racing here from the Darlington Speedway at South Carolina, as well as the Netherlands for Formula One. A lot of racing coming up this weekend as well. Hello, everyone again. Matt Beamer here alongside the crew. Preston Liu, Charlie Herkus, and Austin Reeves bringing you the latest and greatest from this weekend's races, as well as previewing next weekend's races for NASCAR and Formula One, as well as IndyCar here. First things first, gentlemen, how is it going? We're going to start off with Preston since he went up to the Darlington Motor Speedway this past weekend. It was my first time in three years not making it to Darlington for the race, and I'm pretty bummed out about that. But Preston, how was your experience up there in Darlington? Oh, it was uh, great as always. We got we pulled up to the track, and I'm pretty sure I texted you guys right away as soon as we pulled up and parked. The bottom raining. fell out of the sky, <laughs> and uh, that that was uh, it. Rained for a solid. God, probably an hour, I think. And like, so like it rained for about 15 or 20 minutes and we decided that like we were going to go walk around and see what there was to do and then come back and then set everything up in the parking lot. And so the rain started to lighten up and I was like, all right, cool. I had my rain jacket with me, whatever. So like the rain started to light up and as we walked closer to the track, then it just started to rain even harder again. So it was, it was fun, awful at the same time. Cause you know, you know how it goes, Matt and south carolina it rains and then the sun comes back out and it's hotter than hades outside yeah, you know yeah, what i'm saying it's, 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 it gets awful so. it's miserable 100 miserable other than that other than that it was it's great i mean i haven't seen that many people at a race and god i don't even know it's probably been people. at least 10 years since i've seen that i mean it was crowded it was packed yeah it looked back <laughs> from tv man it was, it was a good show and i i really i regret not showing up there to the racetrack but I did the math here, and I, what time did you end up getting back home to your house? Pulled, I think it was about two two thirty a.m. I mean, we we wait, we stayed the entire entire race, and a suit checkered flag fell. We walked down as fast as we could and walked out to the parking lot, and we were in the car, and we we were out of there in like ten minutes. I mean, it was crazy oh, wow. how fast it was. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I did the math, and I would have been home probably about two o'clock, and I had work the next day. I had work that Monday or yesterday. Oof. And so I'm glad I didn't go. I'm glad I shut off the TV, went upstairs, went to bed. 
It was nice. <laughs> it was nice and bad at the same time. Glad you had fun. We can't wait to hear more about it. Charlie, you just got done with surgery there, man. How, how'd that go? And yeah, how's, how's uh, kinda, life going? Kind of made the show a little late start time tonight, uh, waiting on me to get home, get started, whatnot. So uh, second time going into my hand this year uh, due to that car accident late April of this year. But uh, last time I had surgery, I wound up winning a race. So there's only one race left in a year. So That's hey, right, buddy. Hey, Never know what's going to happen here. So will Austin we'll, be racing? We'll that, will Austin be racing that uh, last race? I, I don't think so. Being that the uh, babies were born, nah, okay. Um, and, and Matthew Matthew texted me yesterday and also said that he's going to try and run the uh, last race oh, as well. So um, I think everything will probably be back to normal uh, as far as normal operations on the the eighty three and the twenty eight and whatnot. So we'll see. Um, went and picked up parts and whatnot for. For my car Sunday afternoon from my little spin that I'm still not happy about backing it into the wall. Uh, it's it's been a long time since I've really tore my car up that wasn't purposely because of my doings, I guess. Uh, I've tore it up, but it's it's been stuff that been hey, y'all just go ahead and get ready because I'm gonna tear this thing up. <laughs> so uh, anyway, a <laughs> different story, different time, but um, other than that, yeah, surgery today uh, went good. I, I already have uh, more mobility back in this hand than what I had going into the surgery. So, you know, I think that went pretty good. Uh, Jump right into physical therapy tomorrow. So we'll, we'll see how all that goes. Um, a lot of stuff going on on the, you know, career side of stuff. So uh, that's still up in the air on what's going to happen on all that. So, you know, a lot, lot of stuff going on, but we'll, you know, we'll see. I, I think things are going to work out in my in in my favor, and, and maybe the way I want them to work out in the long run. So, I, I, I'm keeping a positive attitude about it all for sure. If you're if you were a pilot, a fighter pilot in the Navy or whatever, your call sign would be roller coaster. I feel. Oh yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I mean, that's absolutely. just, just it, it would be whirlwind. Based on, I've known you since 2008. and yeah. or, or tumbleweed. Uh, t- uh, what is it? Tumbleweed. A tumbleweed. Yeah, it might be um, tornado, hurricane. Yeah, tor- it would definitely be a hurricane. <laughs> well, I'm glad you're doing well, man. Glad the surgery went well. Uh, can't wait to hear all about it and catch up with it more, especially on your, what's it called, the career side of it at Talladega. Austin. Oh, excuse me. How are things going with the babies? Based on the Facebook post, everything's going well. How's your wife doing? How's everything going over there for you? Yeah, the wife's going good. You know. Uh, oh, oh. Now I'm talking about. <laughs> I just can't go ahead. She's doing good. Um, she got home. we got home Saturday about uh, two o'clock. She's up walking around, uh, starting to get more mobile. She's doing pretty good. The kids are doing good. They uh, every time they call us with updates, is nothing but good news. They're off the CPAP thing I had them on, so just each and every day they're getting better and better. Um, she actually went Sunday and she got to hold them. Um, I didn't go because I had to wash clothes and get get stuff ready for work this week. But um, she's she was tickled. She got to hold both of them, so they're good. everything's going good up here. Good. I'm, I'm glad to hear that. Definitely been praying for you and your wife with that whole situation there, and and can't wait for you to bring them home and that's definitely when i think the parenting starts you have no help with the nursing staff and the doctor staff it's all just you but glad everything's going well for you guys hoping that everything's going well out there oh that's a good picture of them charlie took that oh 
What was he doing at the hospital? Well, <laughs> somebody had to fill in in the oh, husband role no. since Austin wasn't there. Oh, that's messed up, <laughs> man. Kidding. That's messed up. <laughs> well, I hope everything's going well out there, whether you're listening to us on your regular podcast platform or joining us live tonight on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter. Really do appreciate it. And we have, uh, from one year ago, I met this guy, Tracy. Hope he's doing well there with his daughter and everything's going well there. I wonder if he, Tracy, just answer if you can. Did you make it to Darlington or not? Let us know what you thought of the race. Because it was an interesting one. But we're going to start off with the Xfinity Series race. I didn't get to watch it due to unfortunate circumstances, which I might talk about next episode here. But the Xfinity race, you guys were just texting on the group text all about it. It sounded like a good race. Tell us about the Xfinity race, because for someone like me who didn't watch it, recap it. Throughout the race was was pretty much great racing, I thought. Um, yes, unfortunately, a lot of Cup Series drivers in it, but they're, they're really up until the end. There were no Cup Series drivers competing for a win th- throughout this race. I mean, it, it was Xfinity drivers really competing for the win throughout this race. That's what really made this a good race. Like the, the Cup Series drivers were struggling. Like up until Kyle Larson there for maybe the last, what, 15, 20 laps maybe, it was always a good race. Larson made his way back to the front there at the end. And, yes, he competed for a win. But, man, it, as much as you hate to see a Cup Series driver at the front in the Xfinity Series – that was a great race. That was just as, as an exciting finish as what you could hope for in motorsports, regardless of it, whether it be F1, IMSA, you know, legends. It doesn't matter. If you weren't happy about that finish, then there's just nothing that's going to get you excited about motorsports, period. Yeah. It sounded like after the race, though, Noah Gregson, a lot of people were questioning his health and fitness. Oh, yeah, I, I was. I, I 100% was. I was like, man, you, well, he was, he, he's one of the few that don't wear a cool suit. You know, a lot of these drivers wear cool suits and stuff. No, Noah does not, if I'm not mistaken. And at least it doesn't look like it because usually you can see the cool suits up underneath it. I don't think he had one on. So that, yeah. that, that has something to do with it. And he, he gets like when he's battling for position, he doesn't breathe. He quits breathing, yeah. so that has a lot oh, to do that, with it, too. I don't know if that's that, a good idea. That would contribute to a lot of health issues he, if you don't he, breathe. He, he starts white-knuckling. <laughs> he does. He does. Yeah, absolutely. You go from not breathing for two laps, and you start catching your breath and drinking water, you, it ain't going to be good. Yeah. No, so, it, it, it was a great race. It really was. It sounded like a great race. I'm bummed that I missed it. I could have caught the highlights, but I was just in a whole nother world Saturday, and – Sunday. Yeah, you had a long Saturday. And we'll talk about that later on in a later <laughs> on episode here. Folks, going to take a quick break from this week's episode to tell you about our newest lineup at Bonfire, which can be found at ramblingaboutracing.com under the stores tab. There you will find our latest lineup, which is the Anyone But lineup. Yes, the Anyone But lineup. Everyone has that one driver, whether it's Formula One, Indy, or NASCAR, that you just want to root against. My personal favorite is the Anyone But Chase Elliott shirt. But you also have anyone but Austin Dillon, anyone but Kozlowski, anyone but Lewis Hamilton, anyone but lineup 
only exclusively at the bonfire store at ramblingaboutracing.com under the stores tab there you will find all the products you're looking for to choose that you want to pull for the driver that you don't want to see win so head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under the stores tab there you will find our link to the bonfire store where you will find our exclusive lineup of anyone but shirts and if you can't find your driver on there, well, go ahead and reach out to us on Twitter, Facebook, or at indemarbles at hotmail.com, and we will make you up the shirt that you driver of the driver that you don't want to see win. So it's a new lineup. Go check them out at ramblingaboutracing.com under the stores tab. Again, I keep saying that, but it's very important that you know where to find it. Or anyone but line up a new line launching from here at Rambling About Racing. Go check it out. You look good to it. All proceeds go to help out Rambling About Racing, bring you more content in the future. Head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under the stores tab again. Go find it. Anyone but line up. And if you don't see your driver there, go ahead and reach out to us and we'll make sure to add them. But the Southern 500, we're going to start off with Preston here, or we're going to start off with Preston since he was there. First of all, how did the next-gen cars, the Gen 7 cars, sound on the track compared to last year's Gen 6 cars? That's my Um, big question, because we're going to Talladega here at the end of this month. Get to hear the cars on track for the first time, but you're going to hear, you heard them unrestricted at Darlington. How'd they sound compared to last year? Did they sound better? Did they sound worse? Please say they sounded good. They sound they sound great. They sound fine. I mean, it sounded honestly. I would have to say it might sound a little bit louder than it has been in the past. I mean, I, okay. I think they sound fine. There's no, there's really not really much of a difference. It just they sound great. I think it was uh, overall. I mean, I'm not really a big fan of some things in terms of the Gen Seven car in general, but I mean, I thought it was, I thought it was great. Sounds great. Everything. Now, I mean, of course, there was other problems in that race, like engine problems and stuff like that for a lot of cats, but. There were a lot um, of engine problems here, and the two in particular were probably Martin Truex Jr. and Kyle Busch. Yep. Yeah, which and, Martin Truex Jr. didn't necessarily have an engine problem as he did there. belts come off and overheated. Engine. But yeah. that's connected so. to the engine, so we're going to just classify that. On but, I mean, uh, Kyle Larson had some uh, what yeah, seemed like engine problems, too, and, I mean, he went from three laps down to yeah, uh, which, coming that, Yeah, that's more like an electrical. I mean, I mean good on yeah. him, though. But let's talk about that real quick. The engine issues, especially with Joe Gibbs Racing, not the best start to the playoffs. Luckily for Joe Gibbs Racing, it isn't a single elimination where somebody gets knocked out in the first round. They wait till round three, and then that's the start, the conclusion of the first, I guess, total round. So they have a chance to rebound, especially at Kansas coming up here. And, and then you go to Bristol, which is the track you don't want to race your way in. You don't want to do that. But, man, I mean, I mean, Tracy brought this up, too. Everybody, it seems like a lot of chase drivers had, or playoff drivers had problems. Chase Elliott had an issue. I'm just going to go down to yep. the bottom list. Chase Elliott had an issue. Kevin Harvick had that weird fire. Which yeah, ironically, that was very weird. Which ironically, yeah, so enough, they've I, already made changes on that towards that. I'll read that off in just a little bit. Which ironically <laughs> enough, if I was photographing, that was where I was at. I would have gotten good pictures of that for everybody, but I didn't go this year. It was full, so, filled Mike, up. I got a question for Preston. Did they wait that long to throw the caution flag out when he caught on? Yes, fire? that was a long yes. time. Let's talk he, about it. 
on the radio broadcast, so I was listening to the race on the radio broadcast, they had called it out that he was already on fire coming out of four. And everybody looked, and here he comes down the front stretch. And you can see the uh, and the wheels is glowing in the wheels. And as he was coming by in front of me, the flames were getting – it was more. Yeah, and I was like, look, and I'm like, where's the caution going to come out? And he drives into one on the apron and stops the car. No cautions. Getting out of the car, still no caution. And everybody, everybody at the track was throwing their hands in there. Like, and he's the obviously slowing. He's obviously slowing yeah. down at this point. So it's like he's making a effort to stop. He can't see. Where's the caution at? Like, and that, that's and, what and, I was and, and you know, you know this guy that's throwing the caution. Like he's he's had a hair hair trigger all year long on that caution. We've seen it multiple times. Like so, where where's it at? If his reaction time, his reaction time would be zeros. If he was drag racing, but it, it wasn't. It wasn't this time. We <laughs> don't worry. We were everybody. He lost, he lost that round by Max right the tower. <laughs> everybody was wondering about that, but that wasn't the only problem. The only the other issue about the caution was at the start of the race because it was starting to spit rain under the pace laps, as at least in turn one, and it was visible. And they threw the green flag, and they raced for, I don't know, five or six laps before the caution came out. But, I mean, there was a dark cloud right over turn one. I mean, it was coming right over us. And it started to rain even harder as the race was going on. Everybody, again, throwing their hands up like, where the hell is the caution at? They're going to throw the caution anytime soon. And I'm looking down towards the front stretch, and I can see the rain behind the stands falling. And I'm like, hello. And they finally threw the caution. I'm just looking around. Everyone's like, what the hell's going on here? You know, like, what, what's going on? <laughs> Well, we, we've seen this a time or two, and I think Bristol or Darlington really brought it out into the light now. There has to be some type of standard. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Hi, I'm Maria. And I'm Mike. And we're Team Ready. Black Hills Energy knows your home is where your heart is, so they want you to be ready. It's all about keeping you safe, prepared, and making your home as energy efficient as possible. Everything from how to weatherize your home to how to stay safe during extreme weather. Be ready for anything. Go to blackhillsenergy.com slash team ready that NASCAR has to go through. I mean, we've seen phantom debris cautions a lot in the past. Yes, we have. Mm-hmm. When a car is on fire, that should be an automatic caution everybody get out of his way. I think there's. I think that's happened before, I'm pretty sure, in past. We have seen cars on fire, and they throw the caution right away because they always like to say, well, he could be leaking any kind of fluid on the track. Especially if he's already past the entrance of pit road. Yeah. I mean, he was still in the racing line at the time when he was yeah. still pulling off. But, I mean, you're still dropping – if you're dropping fluid down the front stretch. Yeah, that's a heck of a cleanup issue. But, I mean I – think, And like he said, I think the reason why the fire got a, a real big is – and another reason why it took him so long to stop is because he had done burnt through the right front brake line. Brake fluid caught on fire. So, now at this point, all he's really using is rear brakes, taking three times as long to stop because – Let's face it, you're not using the majority of rear brakes. 
So you're trying to slow this car down solely off of rear brakes. Well, it all happened it, so fast. I heard safety crews didn't even know that he would he, he had even even gotten out of the car because he had exited the car so fast. Right, and that becomes a safety issue. Yeah, it does. I, I, I've been on fire personally. Like I haven't been on fire in a race car, but I've been on fire. If I'm inside a race car and it's on fire, yeah, I'm I'm, I'm coming out of it real quick because <laughs> yeah, I hear you. don't get no, you so, don't get no hurry getting out of the car. You go if it. I'm on fire, I bet I will. <laughs> but, I don't know, but I mean, I mean, I came out of that car uh, that last race pretty quick because I was. Boy, I was mad. But I just want to talk to somebody. But in seeing Kevin Harvick on fire get out of the car, which I'm glad he did, the safety crews responded well, but only after the caution flew. But if the caution would have flown, a little fire on the car is not uncommon. We've all seen it before where these something's caught on fire and it's quickly gone out, especially on pit road. You get up to speed, it blows out. Yeah. But this one... Was a, had a sustainable fuel source, a sustainable ignition source, and it was on fire. Clearly, it was coming through the cockpit, and then your obstruction is view your view is obstructed due to the smoke. And on top of that, you could breathe in some of that smoke, which could cause another issue if you're not careful. But in seeing that, I, I I'm surprised that it did take so long for NASCAR to throw the caution. I wish they would have done it sooner, at least at the start finish line, throw the caution because then if Harvick got out and then there was fluid and somebody hit the fluid and spun into it, I mean we're just talking about worst case scenario here. Thank God that didn't happen, but it could have. I mean if there was if the situations were right and the stars aligned, but you know I, I think NASCAR dodged a bullet right there. I think they'll learn from that, and move on. I think they're still having to deal with the rain issue. Why I heard. Res- I was listening to the spotters, and they were talking about rain already. Three laps in, it's like, throw the caution. If it's raining, throw yeah. the caution. And NASCAR monitors the radio chatter of the teams. If somebody's saying rain, hey, we learned at Daytona. We learned at Coda. We learned everywhere that rain could be an issue. Stop the race. Yep. Mm-hmm. Or put it on the caution, at least. But I'm, Yeah, just a lot of stuff. But going back to this... A lot of playoff drivers got into issues. Chase Elliott wrecked out damage vehicle policy. Even with the 10-minute damage vehicle policy, still couldn't make minimum speed. It's Kevin Harvick. Yeah, they're going to have to address that totally even, thing. Didn't even make the – well, his, his thing wasn't even just a toe link stuff. He had bent upper and lower control arms. Um, it wasn't just a toe link thing on his. So, uh, just couldn't even repair all that in, in the 10 minutes. But then, so, he, he's done. Kevin Harvick is out. Martin Truex was out due to the water pump, which is an engine issue, I guess you could say, technically. Well, yeah, belts come off. Kyle Busch, engine issue under the pace lap, leading the race. Blew up under the pace laps while leading the race. Oh, let me tell you what. If you want to hear anybody cheer loud, that's that's when it happened. Which, you know, which is what I hate. And I was over at uh, Jeff and Carissa's watching the race which is what I hate this year alone. I, I've kind of grew more fond of Kyle Busch right, yeah. just, just because of the whole contract stuff. And I'm like, so you, you've re-upped Martin Truex, but you hadn't re-upped the, the one guy that's gotten you two championships. And I'm like, what, what what's going on here? Like, wh- what's the issue? And I get there's some back and forth. There, there's got to be some give and take on both ends. But, I mean, come on. I, I don't know. I, I've slowly become a little bit more of a Kyle Busch fan, but he's definitely mellowed out in his 
older age, I guess. So I, I hate it for him because I, I, honestly, I was pulling for him to kind of win that race. I, I wanted Truex to win it, but I was pulling for if Truex didn't win it, I, I was hoping for for Bush to pull it out. But man, to blow up under caution—that yeah, that, sucks. That's a that's a kick in the gut right there. Yeah, it is. Chase Briscoe also had problems. Finished twenty seventh. Ross Chastain finished twentieth. Daniel Hemrick eighteenth. Austin Dillon seventeenth. Austin Sindrick sixteenth. Not Ryan Blaney. Up and down day for him. Had finished thirteenth. Kyle Larson finished twelfth. A good rebound from him though with his Absolutely. issues being three laps down at one point. William Byron eighth. Chris Bell top five. Logano, Reddick, Hamlin, and your winner, a non-playoff driver, Eric Jones in his second Southern Five Hundred victory. Ge- gentlemen, it was an stop. Eight- you right there. Okay, go ahead. I know where you're going with this. Yep. So super proud of Eric Jones and Petty this, Petty that. Petty needs to go on somewhere. Petty don't even own the majority of that freaking business. If, if I'm not mistaken, GMS owns the majority of this P, uh, Petty GMS crap. Petty, the name is what might bring in some of the sponsors and stuff, but give me a freaking break, man. The 43 number didn't win that race. Eric Jones won that race. Quit talking about well, the last time the 43 won anything at Darlington was so many years ago. Who gives a shit? Nobody. Absolutely. Eric Jones won the race. Talk about Eric Jones winning the race. Talk about his career. Talk about what he's done for Petty GMS this year. And, and talk about you know, the momentum that maybe he's brought to the organization. Talk about what GMS coming to Petty has brought for Petty Enterprises. It's not just Petty. It's GMS and it's Eric Jones. Richard ain't got crap to do with it. Because like I said, I don't even think, I, I truly, if I'm not mistaken, he's not even majority owner uh, of any of that anymore. So it's just that Petty name. And I'm I'm tired of hearing it. I really am. It kind of reminded me of when Austin Dillon won the Daytona 500 a few God, years ago. Yeah. And all of a sudden, it was all about Dale Earnhardt. Oh, well, and years that's ago. also Austin Dillon's fault. Because Austin Dillon got out there after he won the 500. He's like, well, yeah, some kid gave, you know, somebody gave me something before the race and I stuck it in the car. And I'm like, really? It, it was a like, uh, uh, It was a pin. <laughs> Yeah, I might really. So you're, you're going to play, you're going to play this card. Why don't you take your little cowboy hat that you like to do and go and go get the roll for Brokeback Mountain too? Because <laughs> nobody wants you I in NASCAR. If you if you want if you want to do some TV stuff and reality stuff, you you can go get the roll for Brokeback Mountain too if they ever come out with it. Because nobody oh, likes man. you. Nobody wants you in NASCAR. Period. Charlie Hardy for president, 2024. You know what? I have not met yeah, one I'm, Austin Dillon fan. I'm on my freaking soapbox now, son. You only got my chest bowed out. <laughs> yeah, but, I mean, you, you were right about that. They did mention a lot about Richard Petty and it being, what, 70, what, not 70-something, maybe about, I think, 50-something years since Petty was. It was 50 years ago. Petty was in 50, victory 50, lane. 55, something like that. Yeah. So, to the day. So, I, okay. Okay. Uh, uh, 
Nope. Nobody gives crap. Hey, but dude, that 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 always that always seems to happen. That always I feel like in sports in general, they always have to tie it back to so, oh on you know this date so many so years ago the forty you know like okay. you said, oh well, the forty three won this many years ago. I, I, well, I, I guess like that. Yeah. Well, maybe if Richard Petty was driving this car, maybe it'd have more wins. No, no, it wouldn't. Okay, let's face it. <laughs> he, he retired a long time ago. Eric Jones is driving this car. It's true. I. The last winner of that race was, or the winner in that car was Eric Amarola in Daytona when it got rained yeah. out a couple of years and ago. I'm, uh, face, I, I'm, I was a huge senior fan. I really was a huge Earnhardt senior fan. But we don't have to tie everything with the three car to back Earnhardt. to him. Yeah, we don't. I, I, and I'm fine with that. I really am. I get where the history of NASCAR, and I know we're going down a rabbit hole a little bit. That's fine. We got uh, we're only 27 minutes into the podcast. Whatever. I get where the past of NASCAR is just that, and what's led up to nowadays is great and all, but we don't always have to tie it up or tie it back. Well, that that's what led up to this. Okay, well, that that's great and all. We, we talk about that plenty of times, but let's talk about the now. Let's, let's talk about the fact that Eric Jones won this race. Eric Jones held off Denny Hamlin and – Sure, could Denny Hamlin have probably laid the bumper to him and wrecked him? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. oh for sure. Uh, and Denny Hamlin's already made the statement that he said, "Look, Eric Jones has never raced any of us like that. I, I wasn't going to race him like that." As bad as I hate to say it, I respect Denny Hamlin a little bit for 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 saying that. So, because he he definitely could, uh, Denny Hamlin could send it in there one corner and, and pull a Logano on Byron. And, but so, I, I feel like that wouldn't have been such a bad thing because if I was Hamlin, I would have rather secured my position not at Bristol or Kansas, but there at Darlington, along with anybody else who was racing Kyle Busch, Martin Truex Jr., would have rather have secured their spot into the next round that day. Vice waiting Yeah, but what if you would have jumped Bristol. it, though? We'll never yeah. know. Then at the same time, you'd have been on, you know, pissed off a non-playoff driver. And yeah, you done made, made it to the next round. You ain't making it to the round eight. That is 100% not guaranteed. It's not guaranteed. Okay. It has been a number of years to see all these drivers talk a bunch of smack, and the only one who has backed up any type of talk is Matt Kenseth against Logano at Martinsville a few years ago. Other than that, I have never seen a driver purposely wreck someone like that in the playoffs or in Matt regular Kinsley season. Matt Kinsley wrecking me at a tire go down. Okay, you know what I mean. You know what I mean, though. The closest that I've the closest that I lose tire. The closest that I've seen anything happen like that was Chase Elliott holding up Kevin Harvick last year at Bristol, and even then, Harvick could have put the bumper to Elliott. I feel, I felt, and I, I think he should have. But you don't see you you see a lot of talk, but not a lot of retaliation towards anything. I mean, people were saying Ross Chastain has another one coming. I forget who it was. He somebody ran into Ross Chastain ran into someone. I think here I in, in during the race. I forget who offhand. But he says Christopher he had, Bell and Daniel Suarez it ran into been, each other. It might have been Bell and Suarez, and Suarez said he's got one coming. Suarez did say he was going to pay him back. Yeah, Suarez did say something about Bell. Because he did try to pay him back under caution at one point, too. Suarez did run into the back of Bell come off the table. Why why pay somebody back under caution, though? You're not doing anything. He just ran into the back of him. I think it's all for show. I bumped Austin under caution, but I I freaking straight up 
try to demolish a car after the race. That's okay, completely different. But here's the thing, and, and here's what I'm trying to go at here, is that all these drivers saying, We're, you got one coming to you, until I see someone actually blatantly wreck someone and not for a win, you don't have, you're, you're just all talk. Your, your bark's worse than your bite. That is where I'm going at with this. I've never seen that. I mean, who here, after Kenseth Logano incident at Martinsville, heard a driver say he's got one coming and never paid him back? Take all the time you want. Well, you can't other give than me- maybe Hamlin just trying to hold somebody up. That's about no, no, it. no. I'm not talking about holding someone up like Hamlin did to someone or <laughs> Elliot did to Harvick last year. I'm talking about if Charlie and I had a problem, instead of me going, oh, well, he's got one coming, me going to the track the next weekend and wrecking him. You'd get your ass whooped and piss. No, I wouldn't. First of all, you have a limp arm, so you're you're already one arm done. Second of all, wait, have surgery on it again, so I know. Second of all, but I mean, I'm, I'm being serious here. I mean, have you guys ever seen anything? I haven't seen one thing since forever. Well, I, ago. I gotta agree with you. I haven't There's seen nothing. Anything. All these drivers, Harvick, Logano, it doesn't matter who it is, or or their barks worse than their bike. If 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 I heard a driver say that to me, especially like a Suarez, I'd be like, whatever, you're not going to do a thing. It's just all WWF talk. It's promos. It's for the up high for the next race or the next round. These guys aren't yeah. going to do a thing. Good point. They're not going to do uh, a thing because it's so polished these days that heaven forbid you piss off your sponsor to the point where it's like, oh, we didn't realize that. And then the culture we live in right now, the cancel culture, you can't really say what you believe in. I guess Harvick needs to be careful about himself talking about well, the car. Well, Daniel, Daniel can because he's Mexican. No, you can't. I mean, not one driver, <laughs> not one driver can back up what they say. Oh, I, I guarantee you, this season, Suarez is not going to touch Bell. I guarantee you, Hamlin's not going to no. touch Chastain. It's hyped up by NASCAR, by the broadcasters, whomever it is. It's hyped up for eyes to be glued to it. Because it could happen, but it's not going to happen. All that smoke and mirrors that Suarez threw up, I'm, I'm not going to buy it. Well, I'll be sure to remember that now, and we'll just have to wait and see what happens next week then. Because if it does happen, it will happen. It will happen. The bubble kill is sitting right on the wall. It will happen. No, it wouldn't happen next week. But see, there's the thing. When will it happen? Will it happen? Oh, at the final round, we'll make sure you don't get advantage. Is it, if it's tune gonna, in next week to find yeah, out. Tune in next week to find out. I'll, I'll believe it when I see it, Preston. 100%. It, it, it's just crap to me. It's just WWE crap. They're just building up. A, I, feel like, I feel like they mean to do it. I feel like they want to do it. Like they want to retaliate. And then they get in the car and they're like, okay, I got a good car. A decent car. Yeah, I got to be good. careful because you don't like, know, you know how you, you can really. Like, never mind. You know what? It's true. Yeah, you don't know or, how you or, can pay him back. Or what if something you, you can go from a good car to a bad car? Or, exactly. Or what if something like this happens? Say Preston and I have a problem in the track, and Preston says, "You owe I owe you one." It's like, well, I'm just going to go ahead and preemptively take him out to prevent me from being taken out. I'll just slam on the brakes when I see you behind me. Well, you first of all, if anybody's behind someone, you're going to be behind me. <laughs> oh, I can't some, wait. Uh, those are pretty big talking words there, and we got. 
Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. O'Reilly Auto Parts specializes in keeping your car on the road. Not sure how much life is left in your battery? Our professional parts people will test it for free. If it does need to be replaced, we'll help you find just the right one to fit your car. Our superstar batteries are built to handle even the toughest conditions. Visit O'Reilly Auto Parts today. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Like an indoor go kart track or something like that. One day, Charlie's going to get hurt again. <laughs> I will send it, son. No, he, no, he won't. He won't make it two laps. Chain will come off. <laughs> <laughs> but no, that's just kind of my soapbox right there. I feel like all these drivers could talk a bunch of smack, and, and you never really er, heard that from the old school guys. We'll take we'll take Earnhardt for instance. He never said, "Oh, he's got one coming." He just wrecked you. Yeah, he, that's true. He, would, he wouldn't give you a heads up. He, he wouldn't call the shot. He would just do it. You know, you that's got drivers true. like Hamlin and Suarez, and oh, he, I owe him one. And like, man, if your balls were just a little bigger, I'd believe it. But I don't believe you. I don't believe anybody who says I owe you one. Yeah, like right. Paul bearings. Because or? look at because look at this. Kenseth, then it's to my knowledge, in my recollection, Kenseth after he was wrecked at Kansas by Logano. Didn't come up and say, oh, yeah, I, I owe him one. No, he just straight up racked him at Martinsville. He went out there for the sole purpose to rack him. It's to, it, that's how you got to do it. Yeah, I mean, that's just me. That's just a soapbox here. But interesting race. Two honorable mentions here. First of all, Michael McDowell, Preston's driver, finishing six. Great run. Yeah, he had a great run almost all night. I mean, I was kind of... I was I wouldn't say shocked, but I mean he I was he handled himself very well. I was very shocked about that one, Preston. Yeah, he had a pretty decent run. He had good speed. And the second one, and I'm kind of curious about your guys' take on this. Bubba Wallace up in the top ten all night, finishing ninth. Yeah, yeah. Had a good car. Said, in the forty five car, not the twenty three, the forty five for yeah. owners points. Oh. 45, 23, you're still gonna set it up how the driver wants it. So no, I get that, but it was a good run for both of those teams, especially Michael McDowell. He's been running so consistently this year. I, I wish it would have been regular point stands. Point well, stand I also stands. think that's if he'll focus on racing rather than rather than trying to be the center of the media and staying, you know, staying in the spotlight. He'll probably run a little bit better. I take it you're talking about Bubba Wallace and not Michael McDowell. Yeah. Oh yeah, I'm He's talking about the bubble. <laughs> okay, yeah, I didn't think you saw the Michael. Yeah, it is. <laughs> no, I, I totally agree. I think that's the way it should be. But going into this week's race here at the Kansas Motor Speedway, we got a very interesting shakeup in the points below the cut line right now. Cindric, Dylan, Briscoe, and surprisingly enough, Kevin Harvick. Elliott dropped from first all the way down to ninth. With Logano taking the top spot here going into Kansas with nobody locked into the second round. And we'll get into our race predictions here right now before we get into the 
Netherlands Grand Prix there for Formula One. What was everybody's take on that? And what does Cindric, Dylan, Briscoe, and Harvick need to do to get themselves out of this hole and get set up for Kansas, Bristol, and then the start of the second round there at Texas? I, I think Kansas is just a whole different animal in general. So I, I think the guys that you saw struggle this past week and wreck out early. Uh, Chase Elliott in particular, Harvick, you know, had the fire issue. I think you'll see both of those up front at Kansas this weekend. So, yes, Elliott dropped a lot of points this weekend. I think you'll see him make those up this coming weekend. Harvick will dig himself out of that last position this coming weekend as well. And I I think you'll see – Honestly, I, I think the four that we I thought was going to be at the bottom, like Suarez, Briscoe, Bowman, I think after this coming weekend, you'll see them kind of trickle back down towards the bottom, towards the cutoff line, solely because you've seen so many heavy hitters of, of just weird stuff fall out of Darlington. And I think after Kansas, you, you'll see them kind of, make their way back in the top 12 or whatever. And, and those people that we thought were probably going to get cut after the first round kind of fall back towards the bottom of the points. All right. What does everybody else yeah, think? Yeah, I think the only reason, kind of like Charlie said, I think Harvick would uh, dig himself out as far as like Cendrick, Bowman, Suarez, uh, Dylan. I think they'll just keep on trickling down. Or we might see some more fed. Engine blowing, belts getting knocked off, cars on fire. Um, I hope that's not the case. I hope they got it figured out. Um, I know Charlie said something about uh, he's going to bring up and they fix the fire situation. But as far as engine failure, uh, I hope they figured out. And, I mean, that's, that's a heck of a way to lose a race is under pace laps, let your, your, your engine let go. I, I feel like Harvick has the best chance of pulling himself out of this hole. Yeah. Suarez is definitely in the most danger, I feel. But I, with these current playoffs right now and the points the way they're set up where one position equals one point, it could be just completely fit, flipped. We could see Logano have problems and then drop himself all the way down into that cutoff line and into going into Bristol needing a win or needing to finish better than anybody else. I wouldn't say anybody right now is in it. That's in the bubble right now needs to win in their end. I think they're far enough back. Not far enough back. I mean, Harvick's only 13 back from the cut line. He's got a chance to rebound that. Kansas, and then when he gets to Bristol, he runs well at Bristol. He's won there before. Mm-hmm. He could do well there and secure himself into the next round of the playoffs. He doesn't necessarily need to win, but we'll just have to wait and see. Preston, what do you think? I pretty much completely agree with everybody. I think Harvick will be the one to dig himself out. Cindric, Dylan, Briscoe, those, I think those three right there, I think I had falling out in the, the first round anyways. I think Harvick digs himself out, but Daniel Suarez, he, he may... He may fall down there too I mean, you have to look how bush is right there too he's only eight points above cut line but i think he digs himself out as well so it might be it might be suarez making taking that tumble but who knows kyle's had fast cars all year he has just been caught up in some crap situations towards the end of every race other than that i think kyle would have you know just as many wins as elliot or something like that by now like I say he, he's he's definitely in my. I know everybody says Bill is probably the fastest Gibbs car or the most consistent, and he might be the most consistent. But that's just for the sheer fact of the fact uh, you know that Bush has been 
knocked out of a bunch of races just by being involved in other people's crap. But I think Bush has really had probably the fastest car in a lot of these races. I think it'll be interesting to see, I, especially with Bristol coming up here. I think Bristol's going to be a fun race to watch. Before we get into our weekend schedule here, talking about the Formula One race there at the Netherlands. Preston, I know you were on your way up to the Darlington Motor Speedway for, to watch that race, so you didn't really get a chance to watch the Netherlands. Did anybody else watch the Grand Prix from the Netherlands? I didn't get to, buddy. I'm okay. sorry. No, it's okay. It was a good race. It was one of those races where Verstappen was in the lead, but Mercedes set him up, and forgive me if I if I did say this wrong, Preston, I, I believe. They set him up for the undercut where a car. Yeah, they pitted him early. Where you pit him early and then you catch him in the pit road and then all of a sudden. Yeah, you you send him out on fresher tires to get the faster speed and hope that they're waiting too long. Yeah, they set him up for an undercut. And Mercedes was set up for an undercut, but then you had issues with a couple cars here. Takuma Sato, more so, thinking he had a tire issue. You didn't think Sonoda? No, Takuma Sato. Oh, Sonoda. Oh my God! Did I say Takuma Sato? Yeah, he did. Oh no! <laughs> Who used to race in Formula One, and I saw him get his only Formula One podium there at Indianapolis in 2004. So, whoopsie doodles. Sato. And with this, we'll be right back from a 30 second station identification. Ah, oh, crap. Do we have to limit your alcohol intake again? Dude, this is like my second one. Caroline! No, 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 no. Get out of here. Get out of here. <laughs> but yeah, oh, crap. What was his name again, Preston? Sonoda. Yuki Sonoda. Yuki Sonoda, who is from Japan. Yes. Oh, I wonder why I gave that away. Yuki Sonoda <laughs> thought he had a tire issue. He thought he didn't have a tire issue put on uh, the tire put on the car. And so he stopped, which brought out the virtual safety car. And then he came back in. It seemed like it was issues with the belts, but then he had another problem. It's just they couldn't figure out what was wrong with the car. Either Sonoda had felt something or the team did something wrong. doesn't matter. It brought out a full safety car. Mercedes was in the front, and, but Verstappen pitted again for fresher tires. And it was just like last year's finale for the Formula One season. On the first lap of the first turn, Hamilton couldn't hold off for Stappen. For Stappen passed him and went on to win. And Hamilton was not happy with his team in that decision to put on those particular tires. I believe it was the hard tires. He wanted a softer tire or to pit sooner. And he gets mad at the team again. And this is a constant trend with Lewis Hamilton. If he doesn't do well, it's somebody else's fault. He blames the team. And I just want to get your thought on that, Preston, real quick. Uh, they they always blame the team. Drivers are always blaming teams constantly. I mean, it's whoa, whoa! I'm gonna stop you right there. <laughs> I'm just uh, saying because because, does... <laughs> because in my line of work, you know, typically I pretty much set the car up, and everything is pretty much how I want it, and how everything. So if I go out on a track, it's because I set it and. Everything's how I want it before we line up to go out on track. So if something's wrong, it, it's Charlie's fault. 
So, so, so Charlie puts on the chain. I'm talking about so before, right so before we start throwing, <laughs> well, drivers always blame somebody else. Well, I mean, that's what kind of, it does kind I of mean, work out like that. In honestly, no, you said drivers, which implies all drivers always oh, blame somebody all else. professional <laughs> drivers. Yeah. Yeah, well, you know, I I didn't have a shirt that said professional. I had one that says famous. Now, I will get one that says professional racing driver, and I won't put a line through it. No, but we've seen this. We've seen this from Lewis Hamilton before, and he just, whenever he does what doesn't do well, he blames the team. Whenever he does well, oh, thank you guys. You guys are the best. You, you, it's, it's either it's not, hot or cold. You can't, you can't have it one way, one race, and have it the other way, the next race, and expect your team I mean, to respect you obviously, in you any obviously, shape, form, or fashion. You can obviously almost say that, like with Ferrari, for example, and Carlos Sainz is always seems like he's questioning the strategy that is called and what he's relayed, and thinking, "Oh, we probably shouldn't do that." Yeah, but at the same time, that's not your job. Your job is to drive the car, no matter what. It's it's probably just heat of the moment. Probably just blaming the team, heat of the moment kind of thing. Yeah, it happens. Uh, probably not the you, smartest you, thing to do. It doesn't matter if it's heat. In my opinion, my semi-professional driving career opinion, it, it doesn't matter. I mean, you heat of the moment or not, you you just you can't, especially in a a, a top tier level like that. You you just can't be lashing out at a team like that and. And turn and, you know turn right around and expect them to respect you in the same manner the the very next race like all you're doing is digging yourself a hole and yeah oh yeah absolutely um, so you expect them to, to function the same way towards you as, as they will George Russell now hell no yeah they're gonna treat George Russell a little bit I, he doesn't talk to me George Russell don't talk to me the same way Lewis Hamilton talks to me. So, of course, I like George Russell more. He, yeah. he, in that case, Lewis Hamilton may just be, at that point, he may be thinking that they're treating George Russell as the number one driver at this point. But that's not Is something that's, you need to come over the radio and be like, y'all guys are effing me out of it. You guys F me out of this race. Charles like, Leclerc's done it already this year with Carlos Sainz. Charles and, and got the see, finger wag from the team principal after a race. And you see where that's and you see where that's gotten Ferrari this season so far. Well, they're they're just messing up in general for both drivers. So, so you know that, that's not something you you do in, in a race and stuff like that. That is something. Hey, like uh, me, George Russell. If I'm Hamilton, is it's me, George Russell. Toto the dog from Wizard of Oz and the, you know, whoever else, we all need to sit down and, and we all need to chit chat and we all need to come to some type of understanding of what, what's to be expected. Pretty much some type of agreement. I, I'm not saying some type of agreement, but what what's to be expected if we're in this, if we're to be in this same situation later on, because Hamilton had the same opportunity as Verstappen did, and, and this was pretty much the same situation as it was the championship race last year, f- f- from what I understand. I, I don't know how many laps were left whenever this virtual safety car happened, but yes, softer tires are faster, by all means, at least for a limited amount of time. So yeah, if, if I can pit and come out ahead of everybody else, 
yeah, I'm putting on softer tires and still come out second. If that's how it works in Formula One, and by all means, I'm, I'm going to run the leader down, pass him, and take the lead and go on with the win. So my my opinion, you know, whatever. So Well, here's, here's the thing I'm looking at here. Seven races to go in the Formula One championship for 2022. Max, I got his driver standings. Max Verstappen has a 109-point lead over Charles Leclerc, who is tied with Sergio Perez in that standing. In the Constructors' Championship, Red Bull Racing has 511 points over Ferrari's 376 points with seven races to go. And I'm going to ask, I'm going to start off with Preston on this. Can we say at this point, or is it too early to tell? I think it's pretty safe to say at this point with the consistency that Red Bulls have that there has been an official changing of the guard from Mercedes to back to Red Bull this season with Max Verstappen. A changing of the guard, absolutely. Yeah, I think absolutely. so. Absolutely. Red Bull is the dominant force at this point. Yeah. Mercedes is still trying to figure out other ways to keep up with the new car that we have yep, in Formula I, 1. I completely yeah, agree. You also, have to, you also have to look at it like this. Not only, sorry, not only the Constructors' Championship, but if you look at the Drivers' Championship, like you were saying, Matt, Leclerc and Perez are both tied with 201 points. George Russell is fourth with 188 points. You can't tell me that Mercedes may be favoring trying to get Russell up in that mix to maybe shoot for second place because or maybe Verstappen's clear ahead at 310 points. Yeah, where, where's Unless Hamilton at? Six Hamilton place. sits sixth with 158. Yeah, so, so why not try to get Russell at least a second place in the, in the driver's standings? And I'm not saying Red Bull has it locked up in the bag right now. Go ahead and start popping the champagne bottles. Right. Absolutely They, they have seven races to go. A lot can happen in seven races. A lot. That's true. Last year, it came back and forth, back and forth, all the way to the final race there at Abu Dhabi. I don't foresee it this year. I feel like maybe Mexico or Brazil, the cha- Constructors' Championship and the Drivers' Championship will be locked up for Formula 1, which makes which is kind of a bummer. Because I'd like it going down to the final race. Who has the mathematical chance of winning and, and all the strategy that goes into that? But as of right now, I feel like round 20 or 21, Red Bull is going to get crowned the Constructors' Championship, taking that top podium away from Mercedes. And either one of those two rounds, unless anything crazy happens these final seven races, Max Verstappen is going to be hoisting the championship trophy and just showing up for another trophy there at Abu Dhabi. Call it like yep. right now. Call it like I see it right now. Yeah, I mean the man, the man's on fire right now. So yep. it's hard, it's hard to slow a man down when he's got so much momentum. Yeah, oh, yeah, absolutely. Yeah. But yeah, Formula One was a good race this weekend. Can't wait to see what happens this weekend at the Italian Grand Prix, which will be Sunday, September 11th at 9 a.m. Eastern Standard Time on ESPN. The IndyCar race will be at the will be the Firestone Grand Prix of Monterey. In Canada, <laughs> Sunday, September 11th at 12 p.m. Or sorry, Saturday, Sunday, Saturday, or ah, Sunday, September 11th at Tuesday, Junior. Hey man, I'm gonna mute you. <laughs> Every time with that joke, you you do this job. I want to see you do this job just as well as me. Sunday, September 11th at 3:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Standard Time on NBC. All three series, I believe, right here. Let me just check the schedule here for the truck series. Yeah, all three series. All three series will be back in action at the Kansas Motor Speedway for the Truck Series Friday, September 9th at 7:30 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on FS1. The Xfinity Series race will be Saturday, September 10th at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on USA. 
and the Cup race, the second round of the playoffs here from the Kansas Motor Speedway. We'll start at 3 p.m. Eastern Standard Time on USA. Gentlemen, winners for the Truck Xfinity Cup race as well as the Formula One race and the IndyCar race. We're going to start off with Preston. Oh, wonderful. Fantastic. All right, well, I'll, I'll uh, run through NASCAR real quick then. Truck Series, John Hunter Nemechek. Xfinity Series, I'll say Noah Gregson again. Why not? As far as Cup Series goes, Kyle Busch. I think Kyle Busch gets it done at Kansas. He has a he's done it previously. Formula One. I really want to say Max Verstappen, but I don't like I don't like <laughs> I, it. Just I, I'm like you. I kind of want to pick against him just to see if somebody <laughs> else wins. Just to make uh, the series more interesting. Yeah, coming down to the wire. We all know who Austin's going to pick. Oh, you know what? You know what? I think Ferrari figures out their problems this weekend. Charles Leclerc. Okay. Hey, maybe maybe they figure it out for once. You know, maybe they don't screw their drivers over. I don't know. Uh, IndyCar, Marcus Erickson. I like Marcus Erickson. Yeah, Marcus Erickson's good. What? Okay, who's next here? You guys want me to go next? Go ahead. Ty Majewski for the trucks. Allgaier for the Xfinity Series. Larson for the Cup Series. Instead of Leclerc, Carlos Sainz. Joseph Newgarden for IndyCar. I he got your pick too, didn't he? I mean, right off the bat, he got he got mine. Well, he didn't necessarily get mine. I was back and forth between Newgarden and somebody else. The IndyCar Championship is going to come down to the wire. This is the final race. It's going to be a fun race. I'm definitely going to catch that one. Go ahead, Austin. Trucks. I mean, you could uh, double pick, I guess. No, I don't, I don't like doing that. I'm going to go with Chandler Smith. Xfinity, all guy. Cup Series, I'm going to say Kevin Harvick gets it done. Dig himself way out of the hole, lock himself into the next round. F1, as you guessed it, Verstappen. And then IndyCar. Willpower, say willpower. <laughs> willpower. Okay, that's a good pick. That was my, that was my alternative pick. My IndyCar is going to be Scott McLaughlin. Goes back to back. He's going to ride a little bit of momentum after winning this past weekend. F1, uh, we just talked about it. Being that Mercedes is going to help him, Russell gets it done because Mercedes is showing a little bit more speed than they were beginning and midway through the season. There, truck series end finger Josh Berry and the Xfinity, and then the Cup series. I think I put Logano wins this race, so I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Logano wins this race. All right, I, I like that pick. Okay. I like Logano with Kansas. That's a I'd say that's probably the most solid pick. Logano runs well at Kansas to me. Gentlemen, anything else before we get into our final thoughts here and wrap up this week's episode? Yeah, so my thing on the fire thing real quick. So NASCAR has made a mandatory rule change. Uh, the lower front section of the right side backstop panel must be trimmed. Uh, this section is removed. The section that is removed must be replaced by 14-gauge stainless steel panel. The steel panel must be mounted inboard of the polymer panel. Files for the stainless steel panel and the trim version of the polymer panel are attached. The trim line for the polymer panel is one inch below the fastener center line as shown. This is to, I guess, help keep debris from, I assume, reaching the headers and stuff like that. So, be interesting to see what happens there. Yeah, because... Kansas is also one of those tracks that they're going to be running the high line a lot, which is where all the debris washes up. We'll see. We we shall see. We haven't seen much fire 
I mean, this is the first time this has happened yeah, with this that, car. Yeah, that so. really was. I, we've seen fire. Uh, we've seen some electrical fires, but well, that was the most strange of the fires that we've seen, really yeah, and truly. It, it's been a while since I've seen a car on fire, and that was the first time in a while that I've seen that. Mm-hmm. But it is what it is. I think NASCAR is on top of it. It just throw the caution sooner for the safety of the driver. But, gentlemen, Absolutely. anything else before we get going here? Career. Okay. Before we wrap up today's episode, I wanted to remind everyone out there about our partnership with Fanatics. Fanatics is a proud sponsor of Burns Radio, which we here at Ramblin' About Racing are a proud affiliate with. Fanatics, you can find all your latest and greatest NASCAR gears to get you ready for this coming up season, such as t-shirts, hoodies, hats, diecast, and so much more. But you don't only have to stop in there and buy NASCAR gear. I get all my latest and greatest Washington Capitals gear from there. Yeah, not only do you get hockey gear and stuff like that, I go in there and get all my Alabama Crimson Tide gear. Yeah, that's right. Roll Tide, man. It's a one-stop shop for all your sports gear needs, no matter what sports you're interested in. All purchases help out. Burns Radio bring you latest and greatest content and keep us on the air to bring you guys that content through the radio. If you head over to ramblingaboutracing.com under our Partners tab, there you will find the link to Fanatics. Take you right there. Go do your shopping there for this upcoming racing season or for whatever sports you want. Go check them out. White flag, white flag. White flag, white flag. White flag. One lap to go. One lap right here. Final thoughts this week on this episode of Ramblin' About Race. And if you stayed along this long, really do appreciate it. Whether you're on your Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, or Twitch live, really do appreciate you. Or if you're joining us back there and not catching us live, or if you're on your regular podcast platform or Burns Radio, just a little heads up here. I forgot to mention this at the top of the show. We had a little issue with our Ramblin' About Racing website. It has now been resolved. You can now go there as much as you want to look at past episodes and links to all of our social media accounts. So if you tried to go there for maybe our store or especially our anybody but line there at Bonfire, it has been fixed. Really do apologize for that. That was a mess up on my part, the administration's part. Sorry about that. But now we get into our final thoughts this week in NASCAR and our fantasy standings for rambling about racing's fantasy league hosted by nascar.com and i told you guys before the race darn it i forgot to set my lineup so i wouldn't be surprised if i dropped any standings well, but i might have gotten lucky let's, let's go ahead and do this week in nascar because i i have a question for preston as well so oh lord I, you know what i used to do with preston all the time it was so funny. I, I love doing this. I want to get back to doing this. I just never had the opportunity. It's easier when Preston's in the studio. When I would read off a stat or something, I would say pop quiz. And every time, he just go back and listen to our previous episodes and try to find it. He would just, oh, no. Oh, no. There was this one episode. I forget. I was listening to it earlier this week. And I can't think of it offhand. But it was when we were called In the Marbles. And I think it was our Formula One preview or Formula something about Formula One. And I just said pop quiz, and I kept rambling off all these statistics. I think it was uh, Formula One's 70th year last year. And so I, I read, I researched all this stuff, and, and I, I read to him what are the top, you know, who won the most polls, who's won the most races at the time. 
and it was funny. Go back and listen to it. Links will be in the podcast description. Let's just say that. Okay, this week in NASCAR, we go back to September 17th, 1978. Bobby Allison bags his third win of the season in the Delaware 500 at Dover. Privateer J.D. McDuffie wins the pool and leads the opening 10 laps, but departs with an engine failure after lap 80. That was September 17th, 1978 for your This Week in NASCAR. And go ahead, Charlie, with the Preston, or question for Preston. So it's about our fantasy. Um, and I know that Preston was talking about he was catching me in fantasy standings and stuff like that. Preston, pull up your fantasy. I, I, it's, I'm looking right at it. Uh, how, many, how many playoff drivers did you play this past week? Let's see. Uh, my entire lineup was playoff drivers. <laughs> didn't go okay. the way it didn't go the way I wanted it to go. No, I, I, know. I knew this I, was coming. Yeah, I just wanted. I only I only played two playoff drivers in my lineup, so I've been pretty conservative all year as far as my picks. It's played off so far, and I'm still holding the lead. So it's a ball move, Cotton. It is very much so. I actually took Logano out of my lineup, sent him to my garage. So Danny Hamlin was in my garage. So, uh, which brings us to our current lineup standings. Uh, once again, seventh and above. Seventh is Matt, but he didn't set his lineup. Is forty two hundred and twenty seven points. Sixth is SMR R and D, forty six hundred and eight points. Fifth is S Blaze, forty six hundred and ten. Fourth is Super Sumo, thirty two is forty six hundred and twenty six points. Second is Matt Camper, forty six hundred and twenty seven points. Tied at second is SMR Operations at 4,627 points. And still sitting first is myself at 4,969 points. Just a heads up, I set my lineup right now for Kansas, so I have no excuse whatsoever. Made it right now. Oh, and, and I'm not even going to tell anybody it because you don't want to use mine, obviously, because I'm, I'm not doing so hot. Not Mainly bad. because you have forgotten to set your lineup multiple times this, this year. This weekend has been busy. I think Austin will experience it here soon. Once the babies come home, you're going to lose track of stuff. Yours wasn't even because of baby. <laughs> wasn't even in the, the baby wasn't even in the same same state. Sure wasn't. Oh well, but gentlemen, that was our show. Really do appreciate everybody showing up. Sorry again for not. For the website issue, and sorry about not posting anything about last week's episode on social media. Go check it out. That was for our playoff brackets. Surprisingly enough, I don't even receive one playoff bracket. It doesn't seem like it seems like just the four of us are in the drawing for the rambling about racing T-shirt as well as the pint glass here. I just want a pint glass. Okay, but I will do this. I, I will. It just it just kind of hit me. I should bring all my podcast equipment to Dar- uh, Talladega. And while, we're, and while we're sitting in the circle just talking about racing, I should just hit record and see what happens. Ooh, that's dangerous. It, it's, it's a bold move. Let's I'll, see. I'll bring my mic. I'll bring the mic and all that kind of stuff. Everybody brings everything. Preston, I got a question mm. for you. Do you want to come to Talladega with us? Whoa, now. I ain't had a question yet, now. No, no. I'm well, not, we you can, can still that. come. You can still come there, Austin. Or, yeah, Austin. <laughs> wow, you forgot your name. Not only did he uninvite you, he forgot you. No, first of all, I didn't uninvite Austin. Yeah, a Austin, you got a free ticket paid for with your name on it. I want Austin. I want everybody to show up, but I think with Preston there, it would just be so much more fun having the whole crew there. I can call and see if they still have another spot. 
Preston should just another seat around where we are. He could just get a ticket and then just come up there. Preston, Mm. you coming to Talladega with us? You know what? I am not. I know. I tell you what. I tell you what. I'll make an even sweeter deal for you. I'll pick you up. You could ride with me all the way down there. Uh, it's tempting, but no. And if you if we can't find your seat, you can just sit in Matt's lap. Yeah, for you the can race. just sit in my lap for the race. <laughs> like this is this is my this is my son. Haley, you bounce his leg and hold you. Yeah, I'll just do 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 do. Uh, How you doing? Don't fall down. <laughs> I dropped Preston. I like, oh down. no, I dropped Preston. Not good. Okay, Preston, I tell you what, you think about it. Okay. <laughs> okay, that's a no. I know. I, 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 don't, I promise you, if we all go, you won't regret it. You won't I regret you. it. I, I've already practiced throwing beads. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> With his it, one gimp it, arm. It I tried to practice signing baby's foreheads, but the doctor wouldn't let me sign my kid's forehead last week. So. How are you going to tell them apart? Well, Make them all right. For, for chicken eggs. <laughs> well, gentlemen, that was our show. Anything else before we wrap it up here on this week's episode? Draw a circle on one and an X on the other. One was going to be tick and the other toe. <laughs> or the other tick and tack. Yeah, I thought it was tick tack. <laughs> whatever. But, gentlemen, anything else before we wrap it up here? Thanks for showing up here. I know it was a late episode, but the episode will be out Thursday. Should be a fun episode for everybody to listen to. Anything else? Nah, I'm, I'm good, oh. buddy. All right, guys. Well, with that being said, we're going to go ahead and wrap it up. Wrap it up on this week's episode of Rambling About Racing. Thank you so much for tuning in to this week, whether you're on Facebook, YouTube, Twitch, or Twitter live. Really do appreciate it. Make sure to go back and check out those episodes if you want to watch the video version of the podcast. And thank you for listening on your regular podcast platform, Burns Radio. Really do appreciate that. Make sure to head over to ramblingaboutracing.com to links to all of our social media platforms, Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, YouTube, Twitch, you name it, we're there. And if we're not there, go ahead and tell us about the new platform. We'll sign up for that as well. I'd like to thank our partners for the show, Stand Up to Cancer and Fanatics, for all they do, not only for Burns Radio, but for Rambling About Racing as well. For Charlie Herc, is Chuck8384, Austin Reeves, Austin underscore Reeves 6, Preston Lower. Preston Lude, P underscore Luda. I'm Matt Beamer, Beamer 22 on Twitter. Stay safe and have a good rest of the week. Mary redeemed a $50,000 cash prize playing Chumba Casino this year. I was only playing for fun, so winning this was a dream come true. Chumba Casino is America's number one social casino experience. It's serious fun. With over 80 casino-style games to choose from, you too could win life-changing amounts of cash. Be like Mary. Log on to ChumbaCasino.com and give them a whirl. That's ChumbaCasino.com. No purchase necessary. Void or prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. The voice in the preceding commercial was not the actual voice of a winner.